Welcome to a special side quest. Side quest. Side quest. Of Men of Low Moral Fiber. I am your host, Jason Helms, the, the host of Bloody Fingers. And with me, as always, is my furled finger co-host, Ben Helms. Tarnished. The maidenless tarnished. Don't get to that yet. Because I, I, I want to set the stage a little bit. By the way, speaking of not getting into the thing I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They use tarnish as a noun. Yes. Not as an adjective. Tarnished. tarnished. It's not like the tarnished guy. No, no. That took me 20 hours to understand that I was a tarnished. Not a tarnished. I, was, I yes. had been tarnished. Oh, rise now, you tarnished. Yes, well, you become a tarnished by being tarnished. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. We're going to okay. cover all the lore. Can't wait. Every last bit of it. Explain uh, the last 100 hours of my life to me, Jason. Can you... I mean, let, let's flash back uh, about six months yeah. to Elden Ring coming out. Oh, is this just going to be I told you so? Is that what this episode's going to no, be? Right, right here, Ben. I just oh want God. you to cut in every time I told you to play this game. Just just right here, the next, you know, what, six minutes of the, the podcast? All right, Don't we have an episode called Have You Played Elden Ring Yet? Yes, that <laughs> is the title. I will talk about indie darling Elden Ring. I get to talk about Elden Ring as much as I want. I have fallen further down my soul's hole. I, I love this game. It was amazing. Then I went back to Elden Ring, finished off all the bosses. It is your Elden Ring. <laughs> so in, in terms of your mental health and gaming, yeah. where do you stand on Elden Ring? Oh, God. Elden Ring and all of these games are just video games. Yeah. Like, they are in on that. I think the only thing... One more Elden Ring thing. Uh, just Yeah, to, I was going to ask an Elden Ring thing. Yeah. The first time you attempt this, you're going to die. And so you're going to have to do it multiple times. You'll be okay, but it's going to hurt. That's okay. This game is really janky. There's no other way to get here. I don't think I had beaten Elden Ring last we talked, but it is done. You did? Yeah, I think you'd even beaten Bloodborne. I beat Bloodborne as well. Went back and did that. Then I went back to Elden Ring, finished off all the bosses. God. And so, so, so now the turntables have turned, my friend. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh yes, tarnished are we? Ah, Come to the lands between tarnished. from the Elden Ring, huh? Of course you have no shame in it. Unfortunately for you, however, you are maidenless. Oh. Ah. Uh, What's the guy? White. You begin white your face Charlie. What's his name? White mask Var, uh, or Varé. Since I don't think it's ever spoken, I'm not sure that we can be certain. Yeah, dude, I'm so I'm so psyched. Uh, this is not. Yeah, I told you so. This is just a party. Let's have fun. Yeah. Because I, this was one of those. At first, I think when I was saying, "Have you heard about Elden Ring?" It was just me sharing my own joy. Yeah. Right. With no hope that anyone else would ever join me. And the further it went, the further the bit went, I thought I actually think Ben might like this game. He might like yeah. it a lot. And there's some connections I can see to some of his favorite games: Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, Outer Wilds. Um, lots of different uh, kinds of connections that I could make. Yep. But we'll see, because I think the big hurdle with this game is this is a game... I think I think it's underselling it to say it won't hold your hand. This is a game that's going to smack you on the hand yeah. every time you try and hold its hand. It's very rude. Yeah. Which that's, that's, those are the games that I turn away from the quickest, right? The ones that, like... Right. I'm like, I just didn't know what to do, and I never felt... Not safe, but I never felt like I was in good hands. Yep. So I, I was thinking, I was talking about this the other day with Better Call Saul. Every, every, and same with Breaking Bad. Uh, but every turn, right, that Vince Gilligan and um, Mould, Peter Gould, uh, the two creators and writers, and they direct a bunch of episodes. I always feel like I'm in good hands, even though again and again they write themselves into areas that I'm like, how are you gonna get out? Always, I'm like, it's gonna be smart. It's gonna, I couldn't even think of the answer, and that's the same with this game where it's like, it felt like every time I'd pick this up for a half hour, for three hours, whatever it was. 
I felt like there was something that happened in that experience. It was like, I never would have thought to do that. But they, they knew my brain better than me, it felt like. I, I'm totally with you. It's such a good balance of it feels like this game is poorly organized. It feels like there's something wrong with this game. Yeah. And they made a bad game. And just at the point where I'm ready to say, like, ah, it's not working for me, suddenly you pull a thread and you're like, oh, oh, all the things I thought were mistakes were on purpose. Oh, I see it yes. now. It ties it all together. Yeah. Exactly. We were talking about this earlier today where there's like, when there's like, you know, open world games have like hidden treasures all over the place. This one has those two. And it felt like not every time I would go, you know, there's like a giant tower and like, oh, what's behind that giant tower on that cliff that takes 30 seconds extra to get to? I don't want to say 90 times out of, t- out of 90 times out of 10. 90? Wow. Yeah. There's, wow. there's a little thing there. Like it gives you little presents yeah, yeah. for places just for kind of going the extra mile all over the place. My experience with this was uh, Castle Morn, right? So this is probably the first five hours of the game or so. It's the uh, the castle at the southern tip of the Win- Weeping Peninsula. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. you've, you've fir- left the first area. You tried to fight the big boss. It's not working out. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go explore some. It's a, an obvious place to explore. And it's got a little quest. There's a there's a girl there who's blind, and she says, hey. My dad. My dad's back at the castle. Uh, can you go tell him to come come find me? And you go to the dad, and he's like, oh, man, I'm having such a tough time. Uh, I wish I could go be with my girl. This was a different experience for me. Got to gotta fight these guys. So yeah. so my bad. That's what happened. And uh, and there's nothing to do there. You're just like stuck. And then I I looked over the edge of a wall, and there's like this area you could totally climb down a bunch of cliffs. And it's not obvious that you're meant to. No. It looks like. In fact, if you did it, it would look like maybe the game was broken and you just found a way to do it. But sitting. About halfway down there is a site of grace, one of the continue points. Yes. And it's just telling you, like, yeah, you are supposed to do this. Yeah. I think even more than the site of grace is the sites of grace. Yeah. And more so than even the sites of grace are the, like, the the messages or whatever that that people leave all over the place. That helped me out so much. And that's, that's the main reason why I downloaded the game when I did is because you said there's these notes everywhere that's a big, like, Bloodborne and from software thing, right? This is... Yep. That... Basically, anyone who plays the game can leave notes anywhere and they show up across all gamers and people can upvote them so they appear more places and stay longer. But the main places they appear are places like that where it's like, should I go all the way up? Can I make this yep. jump? Should I go yep. all the way across the castle? And you see three of them stacked up around this entrance. And you're like, that's probably a thing I need to see. So so these are two strategies with the game, right? Putting a site of grace somewhere where you don't think you're supposed to go means that the designers have like stamped it with actually it's okay to go over here a side of grace is a checkpoint basically it's where you can like re-up your hp and all that and it's where you can save yeah, the yeah. game so and then seeing a message somewhere means another player has stamped this and said yes you can go over here now right. those are not both of those are not necessarily to be trusted right we told you the designers that's true aren't going to hold your hand and the other players are really not going to hold your hand a lot of them will be jerks and so the most common message, I think, is right next to a cliff. There will be a message that says, try jumping. Try jumping. And 99.999% of the time, it doesn't work. And what's now five feet in front of that? Uh, just a sign that says liar ahead. Yeah, a message. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but there is that one time that it works. So yeah. very Because well, no, early- it says, like, try jumping, and then you'll look down and 300 feet below you where you cannot jump to... Mm-hmm. is a message. So you know that one person somehow got down there. How do I do it? Uh. So that that actually happened to me the, uh, really early on playing this game. Um, one of the... Uh, <laughs> there's there's treasure chests 
um, throughout the game. And some of the treasure chests are really special treasure chests. You open it up, and instead of finding a cool item, some smoke comes out and teleports oh my you God. to the other side of the map. And, and Ben, you make that noise, right? It's awful. It's the uh, worst, right? It was so frustrating when it happened. Yeah. But the second you step back and think about it, it's actually awesome what just happened. It's like really, really helpful. You just unlocked an area of the map you're not supposed to see for 20 hours. Is it a hallow tree? At the most. Uh, no, it was Caleb was the one that it did for me. Where's the giant? And then you're like next to a giant lift. Oh, yeah. That's uh, the capital. That's the capital. I knew it was somewhere north. Okay, that's yep. right. Yep. There's one in the capital. Uh, there's one in Caleb. That's right. The early one I got was in Caleb, and it, it took me to the uh, the Beast's Temple, I think is what it's called, in northern Caleb. I don't know if I found that one. Which ended up being like the spot in the game that I hung out the most. It's where I did all my rune farming. I like really in got to this area. In Caleb. Uh, there's these dudes that are really easy to kill. They're like two, three hits, and they drop a thousand runes each. And early on, that's just huge. Oh, wow, yeah. And so I did my leveling up there. Um, there you go. But right behind the temple, I found this note. It said, try jumping. And it's just, you know, 600 feet of cliff. But I could look down, like you said, and about 80 feet below me, I saw another message. I was like, All right, how do I get down to that one? And I kept going, kept going. And... Eventually, after, you know, half an hour and lots and lots of deaths, I got all the way down to the bottom. And it was a, there's a weapon down there called like Cinque Terra or something cool. like that. Um, it means five towns. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it was my, my first uh, like unique rare weapon in the game, right? It was the, the first time I got one of those. And I was just like, this game is huge because this is the area I've been hanging out in. And I've been here for five hours, and I did not notice that right beneath me was a rear weapon. And it was, it was here all along. And so that was like one of my awakenings. Um, so, so, so I have talked enough about this game over the last six months. Uh, I haven't shut up about it. Tell me about the experience. Dude, I think the, the comparison to Red Dead is, is really good, because when I... It, Red Dead's way more linear. Uh, but this has a linear story, right? There is a main... We, we refer to it as just like the main story. Uh, and it has, I don't know... Five other sub stories, a dozen other sub sub stories, whatever, 30 other sub 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 like side quests. Uh, and each one can be from three hours to 60 hours, like depending on how important it is to the plot. Uh, and Red Dead has side quests. They're more often than not like a fetch quest, a fight, and then like a final battle or whatever. It's like it's like an hour or less. The side quests and the main story is whatever, 50 hours, 40 hours. But my biggest gripe with Red Dead was that it ended. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to just like go back and like do like another mission, or, you know, once a week or whatever, like go back and just kind of like capture that like sense of like adventure and excitement and like, oh, a new character, a new story. This guy's a priest. What's his deal? Or like, she's an outlaw. What's going on with her? She has a brother, whatever. And it it ends and it's just kind of like, okay, like very like a lot, a lot of closure, good characters. It goes on a long time, right? The biggest complaint for most, most people is that it, the game goes on too long. Uh, and there's a huge epilogue that goes on another six to eight hours or whatever. But this game I've sunk, I'm thinking about 96 hours. And every time I pick it up, I can go do something new. Yeah. And I, today, just like two hours ago, you and I finished the main story. Or I think you watched me finish it. Is Milani, the, oh, Milani isn't even the same, the finish. No. What's the, what's the, what's the main story? Eld uh, Elden Beast. Oh, Radagon. Radagon and Elden Beast, which you and I did together yesterday. Yep. Two days Last ago, night. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Last night. Yeah, yeah. And then today I went on to finish the other side quest, a couple that I had in Mel uh, Melania. It's not Melania, though. That's Trump. Who's, who's the what's her name? Melania. Melania. We finished Melania. Um, and then I finished Moog, 
which which is like another just badass, really hard boss. Uh, but it was cool to be like to finish the game and still have the all these other loose threads that I could be like, okay, like take a break, and then, then like endless amounts of catacombs and dungeons that I'm I'm sure yes, six months from now I'll be like, oh, did I beat that? And I'll go I'll find a new boss or whatever to beat. So it's just like insane the amount of stuff to do. That was the great thing. I mean, you you did beat Millennia and Mo, and those were incredible, particularly the Millennia fight. Like you, that oh was oh my awesome. god. Uh, but that feeling. For the last two weeks, you've been stuck on the final boss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been tough. I've been helping you with it. I've been you know coming in, um, but just watching you learn how to fight these bosses, watching yeah. you get the right build, play with different builds, figure out what was going to work for you, um, all those different things. And let's be honest, that was not the most fun. Right. The last two weeks, that was fairly discouraging. Yes. Now there were times when I would rage quit for sure. Yes. Now the victory was incredible, partially oh my because God. of it. Yeah. Um, but, but we I captured it. We, we you put it on. I think we tweeted it out. Yeah. The video yeah, yeah. of you and I together, we're both like screaming. Oh my God. Yeah. It's amazing. But I think the better feeling in retrospect, because uh, you you had a really similar reaction to what I did after I beat the game, which was immediately you went and did random things in the game. You didn't go yeah. for Millennia next. You went for okay. I've never done this thing. I've never explored this catacomb. Well, and that's also what I did in, but I didn't just do nothing but Radagon and Elden Beast for the last two weeks. Right. I would do that for an hour and I'd text you, you couldn't do whatever. I'd be like, okay, I'll go explore for two hours. So it was probably half of my time was just exploring. I did not. Uh, you, you sound healthier than me. Uh, now it yeah. was only, I think four or five days for me, Okay, but there was nothing else going on Yeah, during that four or five days. It was just me, Radigan, Elden Beast, just no. the final two bosses over and over and over and over. Tough discouraging and that was not fun and it wasn't just because i'm beating my head against the wall with this it's because so much of the game the joy that i had was the exploration um, yeah for sure and i think that's that's why i see the connection to outer wilds uh which is a game all about exploration and yeah. put putting together stories when and non, you're not non-linear given, story yeah you're you're not told anything all that directly and yeah. in fact one of the greatest twists of outer wilds is you spend most of the game thinking um, that this ancient civilization died because of their own hubris. And then you later on can complicate that, right? If you go to this yeah. very out of the way place and get a different story, it completely changes your view on the whole thing. Oh my God. Um, but even then it's not told directly. It's, it's told very indirectly. Were the Elks furious. were furious. They were. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So, so I think it's, it's a similarly indirect game. Now, yeah, I think Elden Ring is a lot, less direct uh like it's real vague uh but it, you still get the fun of putting because at least in in uh, outer wilds there's seven planets or whatever yeah. like even though the planets can be big and overwhelming and there's cave systems and stuff and a lot of them and there's puzzles all the all over the place this map just seems endless yes like more so than red dead more so than like i'm trying to think of games that were overwhelming uh, outer or ocarina of time whatever like games yeah. at the time were just like this is insane i could ride on this horse forever this one seems like i could ride on this horse forever but also there's like might be eight levels to this building yes. that i'm in or 30 yes. levels to this building that i'm in and each one of them is gigantic yeah let's talk about the uh the topography of Elden yeah, man. briefly yeah um so think about uh, Stormvale Castle. This is one of the earliest dungeons you get to. And it's a you spend, what, three hours there, four or five hours? It's, it's yeah. a pretty lengthy little space. Yeah. Uh, it's own little video game. And it's only got, I think, three or four of those continue 
places, those um, sites of grace. Uh, what, sites of grace. Um, but what it does is it has you find a shortcut, right? And so you're at side of grace one, right? And you're, you're trying to get through and you're trying to find your way. And you're like, how am I ever going to find my next continue spot? And you come around a corner and there's a door and you open it. And suddenly you're looking at side of grace one again, right? You're right back where you started. And the first time you do that, you might feel frustrated. And the second time you, do, you open a door and see that, you're like, oh, sweet, I've got a shortcut. This whole thing I just Thank did. Thank God, I don't have to do that whole path again. Yeah. Yes. And every time it happens, it's a surprise. You're like, I'm back here? How yeah. am I back here? How did this level bend back on itself? So that kind of architecture is the classical uh, Souls-like architecture that FromSoft yes. has been doing for years. Right? Uh, it doesn't. That Hollow Knight had a lot of as well. Yes, yes where you don't understand how something works, um, except the Souls games are doing it in 3D, um, which I think does have something to play here where you're going up a mountain pass and suddenly find an elevator that connects all the way back to the bottom of the mountain. And you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. I didn't even know there was a spot for an elevator there. Yeah. Um, and so the, the ways the levels spin back on themselves. So what Elden Ring did was it moved that into an open world. And so some of that means there's a few of these dungeons, a few of these castles that have that architecture within themselves, like Stormvale. But the other thing it means is that any spot on the open world could be folded back on itself in a weird and interesting way, which is part of what you're talking about with the, it's not just that it goes broad, it goes eight levels deep. I think uh, finding the sewers is one of those spots. Oh my God. Where you're like... The city well, sewers, you know, the, the capital The capital sewers. is huge. Right, the capital's huge. Yeah. Oh, there's this random little hole here. You go down the hole, and suddenly the space beneath the capital is three times as large as the capital. At least, yeah. Oh, my God. So in the capital we did yesterday? Did we do that last night? Oh, the sewers? Yeah, I think yesterday. And where you go in, or maybe you watched me do some of it. I can't remember. We did so much stuff the last, like, 72 hours. Wait, oh, what's the one that at the end has, like, the boss and then, like, the hidden place behind the boss? And, like, the throne behind the boss? Oh, that's uh, in the capital sewers. That's the uh, okay. shunning grounds. That's beneath the capital sewers. Oh, my the God. something shunning grounds. Finding that, like, yeah. accidentally. When you're like, is there anything else yeah. there? And I jumped, and I happened to be standing next to this thing that you have to hit or roll into or jump on to open. And a secret door opens, and it took me 45 minutes to get down to the bottom of this giant, like, cavernous, whatever the opposite of a building is. I don't know. An inverted building, basically. And you're, like, trying to get through jumping on pillars and oh my god does it get to the bottom so much of the fun of this was just watching you react to the same things i had reacted to a month or two earlier. right 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 and getting to see the the it through someone else's eyes so like you go through there and there's this what eight stories you said or however long it tall it is this inverted building dude yeah and more than that it's probably. filled with corpses but your yeah. immediate reaction your immediate reaction was oh no are these guys gonna, gonna come alive yeah and like, there, there's two things a game can do, right? It's it's all corpses for, for scene setting, um, and they're just corpses. Or two, they all come alive and attack you at some point. And Elden Ring is smarter than both of those, which yes. is one out of every 40 attacks you. Yes. So you were also, always on your toes. <laughs> I realized after about the first 20 minutes after killing a bunch of those guys that come alive, they don't attack you. No. They just play their violin or their Urdu or no. whatever it is. So you don't yeah. have to attack them? Nope. I walked right next to them. I jumped on them. They don't care. They're just playing their little violins. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're the little uh, shopkeeper dudes. So the merchants, so they don't care. Oh, I sent you the, uh, the cut thing from Elden Ring last night and you responded, why? And I wasn't sure what the why meant. Uh, do you remember this? So you made it sound like it was a deleted scene. The cut thing. It was. Yeah. I thought it was, you just sent me a, a video from Reddit that was like two cartoons talking to each other. Okay. Uh, but there's, did you listen to the audio on it? 
I listened to all two minutes and eight seconds. Okay. All right. So they made a meme out of it. But who cares about the meme part? That's all I was looking at the whole time. I was trying to figure out how it worked with it. So the subject is Merchant Kale's cut content. So this is some cut content that someone I thought Merchant Kale was like a user that made this. I had no idea what that was. No, he's that first merchant you meet. It makes sense now. Yeah. All right. So and then what the meme is, is two women talking. And one of them says, I can't believe he didn't cry during Titanic. And the other says, do men even have feelings? And then the other is the man being like totally broken and tearful at hearing Merchant Kale's co- cut content, Got which it. is talking all about. But the, the thing I wanted to send you is just there's cut content where Kale's like, all of my my people have betrayed our order and become committed to the the three fingers. Got it. I did not understand that. Yeah. Context. Got it. It was too late for me to add anything to it. I just sent the text and was like, he'll uh, get it. I don't know which part you're asking why to, so I'll just I'm going to sleep. I thought it was like a fan made video and it was just this like really well voice acted two minute scene, this monologue of like someone's village being destroyed. I was like, cool. Why did you send me that? I guess did they not get the job? I don't understand. I thought it was like fa- I thought it was fan fiction. This is one of the other things uh, with um, Elden Ring is like, OK, it, lots of games have merchants in them. Right. And you can imagine a world in which if you attack one merchant, all the merchants now know that out. you are not to be trusted, and so you can't right. buy things at merchants anymore. And that happens in Elden Ring, I believe. I've never done it, but I, that's what I've been told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to go sacrifice a goat or something to get it back or whatever. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah, um, there's like there's someone you can fight or or give something up to in order to to earn their trust back. And and I can imagine that happening in like a Skyrim or something like that. Yeah. What I can't imagine happening in Skyrim is finding out that there's actually like different divisions within the merchants who feel differently about the various orders and that there's a betrayal that has happened within them. And that all of that is only fully revealed through cut content, but that betrayal and the different orders still exist on the world map. You can find it, you can see it, but it's never told to you. And it's like, wow, there is so much here. And I wonder how much of that is is Miyazaki, right? Yeah. And uh, George R. R. Martin were the two yeah, yeah. credited uh, creators or writers of the game. I wonder how what their. I would love to get a behind the scenes of their emails or their like discussions, their writing sessions, whatever that would be like. To be like, was Miyazaki like George? Here's the general idea. Give me some crazy like, not Lord of the Rings. Give me some crazy Game of Thrones names to throw on it. Right. Or was it the other way around where Miyazaki's like, I got a cool idea for like a game engine, but I don't have a story. Yeah. Yep, and then Martin's like, "Here's it. Here's the whole story that I couldn't use for Game of Thrones or whatever." Like, I'd love to hear but, how that went down because it's the whole thing seems so intricate and well thought out. All the lore. Yeah, this is now. This is all kind of theory on my part, sure, right? and and other people's. But this is a side quest. We don't need to do research. No, but um, you know, I've read a lot of Game of Thrones, um, and there's the Game of Thrones big coffee table book, the the encyclopedia that like answers all the questions. Right, and so uh, within. Game of Thrones, people will refer to the Dance of Dragons. Yeah. Right. And there's five pages within the encyclopedia that covers exactly what happened, who the king was, who was betrayed, yada, yada, yada within that. And that encyclopedia was actually not written by George R.R. Martin. It was written by two of his research assistants. So he has written all of this stuff. He's got all the lore on a wall. Right. And then he asked his research assistants who helped him do that to like, yeah, to, to put it together into a book. Right. Uh, or it's the Silmarillion of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's one way of doing the relationship with George R.R. Martin. Now imagine that George R. R. Martin and Miyazaki get together and build this entire world again. And instead of then building the encyclopedia, Miyazaki's job is to erase 
as much as he can from the wall as you start to play it. So that the big signposts are there, but not the connections. Right. And you start to put it together. But you're never going to get the thing that says, oh, by the way. I mean, there is still debate about what the shattering of the Elden Ring is. It is the first thing in the cutscene. Like, it is right away. We start with the Elden Ring has been shattered. And people are still debating, what does that mean? Is that a literal thing? Is it a figurative thing? Right. did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And not in the sense of, like, this is a meaningless sentence that no one can figure out, but, like, there are four interpretations that right. are that are basically fought about. And so I think a lot of what Miyazaki does is erase those kinds of things, leave just enough of it that people can play with it, but won't have all of the solutions. All right. Should we go? I don't know if we need to back up, go big picture, whatever. Should we go random questions? Where should we go from here? Let's do highs and lows. Yeah. How yeah, Rose, yeah. Rosebud Thorn, Jay. Here we go. Rosebud Thorn. Uh, <laughs> my, my rose has got to be Elden Beast. It's, I mean, yeah. it's the moment. So maybe get away from just like the biggest fight, but like the coolest moment, right? That That's not necessarily just like being a big boss. Well, let's talk about that for a moment, though. Let's let's okay. sit on Elden Beast because I was going to say that as my thorn. And oh, I, okay. I want to be that's fair. I want to like just it sit on that. And we can go back to the Rose Thorn conversation later and, and pick different ones of just moments. But yeah, the fact that each of us initially went with the exact same item, the exact same moment, but the opposite and opposite interpretation. Um, and it was that yeah. feeling of just beating my head against the wall and I'm not having any fun. And so 99.999% of Elden Beast, right? Not the conclusion, not the finish. Right, 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 right. And yeah, then I have to think about what was my favorite, but uh, that that was just really frustrating. And I regret it. I wish I had done what you had done, which is go explore. Sure. This is going to sound stupid, but this is how I play games. And it's the first time I cheesed a boss. I think it was... I th- oh, who was it? It might have been that dragon in the Laneria Lake that just yeah. sits there in that little island. Yep. And I common azured him. And it's yep. this is post patch 1.04. So this is post yep. the like when they nerfed the common azure a little bit. But I was able to get him in like three or four common azures. And it felt yep. like I had like defeated the game. And I looked at videos of people playing it before it was patched. And they just beat him in like two seconds. I'm like, okay, yep. this is a different game than that. I could have beaten yep. this whole game in 10 hours if I had that. Yep. Uh, but Common Azure is basically this insane, it's basically like Cyclops eyes, like just lasers shoot out of your your magic staff and they just like destroy whatever's in front of it. And that used to just be, you could, you could power it up with different boons and power-ups that make you do that for 10 seconds or 20 seconds or however long you want and cause more damage, that kind of stuff. So if you get all of those power-ups and use it, then it can just defeat anything as long as that thing doesn't move, which most things when they're getting hit don't move. So they've patched a lot of those things it doesn't work as well as it used to, but as soon as that's still at, at the time when I was like a level 50, 60 or whatever, that was the most powerful thing I could do when I mean, it was level 80. Cause I think you need like 60 intelligence to even use that. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I got that, that was the thing where I was like, I've broken the game. I am invincible, which you're definitely not. Cause I'm 170 now. Right. I'm definitely right. not invincible, but that was probably a high for me when I was like, Oh, this is like a brand new game. I can, I'm not stuck anymore. Like I feel like I can beat some of these bosses, not just like go to them and die a bunch and then go somewhere else. Cause there's enough other stuff to do. Well, and, and before we go on to the Rose and Thorn, which I still don't have answers for, I'll keep, no, you don't need to is let's talk about the, the changes in patching over time yeah. and the different times that we played this game and the experience with it. I'm so glad you played it now, right? Playing it in six months, it would be a different game. Yeah. Right. I feel like this is ideally for the developer, the best time to play it when I played it. It seems it seems like a really good time because they patched the big the big cheats, yep. but there's still enough people playing it. It's it's already in the top ten of the best selling games of all time, <laughs> yep. which is insane. So there's a lot of people still playing it. So so we both have seen a lot of patches to it. 
Yeah. Um, I p- played it before it was patched, or it had just that, that fir- day Initial, one patch. not broken, glitch patch or whatever, yeah. Yep. I started playing the second week it came out. Yeah. And I think we've seen very different things patched. So so you, all of the examples you gave, gave of patches were weapons, right, or spells. Yeah, yeah, just changing the abilities of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big patches in the first few months were not those. They were changing bosses. Uh, or fixing things, right? There were like there were a couple broken quests. One I referred to earlier. I'll, I'll come back to that later. Exactly. So, for example, Radon was one of the ones that got patched the most in the first few months. When I first started playing, Radon was one of the toughest bosses in the game. I don't know that he was really millennia level, but he was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Oh. For he sure. got nerfed uh, like a week after I beat him, and I had some friends who played him, and they got they beat him on the first try, and I was Whoa. so brokenhearted for him. And so they did bump him back up. Right. They're like, they're, there's something in the middle where now it's not quite as difficult as it was when I played him. But wow, it is more difficult. There's a really cool thing. Some spoilers here. We haven't done too many spoilers, but some spoilers here for no. the Redon fight. Yeah. Which there's a cool mechanic where you can summon friends. Uh, and these are not real people, but NPCs throughout the game. And so uh, in the Redon fight, you can summon six different NPCs that you've met along the way to help you in this fight. And that's kind of the only way to get through it. And it ends up being this huge epic battle because of that that actually works with the story where Radon is this really cool fallen general who just needs to be put out of his misery. But unfortunately, he's too strong for anyone to kill. And so you're helping as, him out. Yeah, it's it's a really honorable thing you're all doing. You're you're remembering him. It's kind of a funeral type thing and a festival. Oh, that's right. And it's, it's such a good battle. The idea that you would do that, A, without summoning anyone and B, on your first try, just sucks. Yeah, like that, that just, thing took you, me five hours yeah and it should right maybe five hours is too long but it's it's tough it should be tough yeah yeah, yeah. Um, maybe three hours but it was something where it was like everything else stopped for me to do that it's a huge fight man yep there's a couple bosses i beat on first or second tries that i regret i'm like i really wish i would have fought them 20 levels earlier right uh i think after elden beast i'm like i don't feel like i should fight anyone longer now (laughs) i've done enough fighting and hitting my head against the wall oh man well it wasn't a sense of earning it it was i didn't get to see this boss oh like that's true right i want to see more of them that's i didn't learn their that that thing i do have maybe not regrets but that feeling of just like oh maybe i could have done this a little better or whatever or could have gotten more gaming enjoyment out of it fulfillment out of it yep is learning their moves right so so renala for me was a really easy boss there's kind of a trick you got to figure out in her first half. Um, then you beat her. The and first the half's easy, half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really easy once you figure out the trick. Yeah. Right? I couldn't figure out the trick. It took me three or four times. I finally figured out the trick. Yeah. And then I killed her second half immediately. Wow. Right? We should say real quick, Ranala summons giants and wolves. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple weeks later, I'm reading, and there's they're, they're mentioning that Ranala can summon Blaze. And they're mentioning that Ranala summons all these different things. I was like... And they're like, is this a cut content thing that Renala was supposed right. to summon this? And it says this lore thing, yada, yada. And my reaction was, Renala can summon people? Like, I missed out on the boss. I did not experience the boss at all. Wow, dude. The That's crazy. The other one I had that experience with was in the underground area. Noxtella or one of those. Yeah, I can't remember. The Eternal yeah, City. Yeah. You light all the lanterns and that unlocks a special beast, a special fight. Oh, I need to do that still. You should do it and take it slow. I need to do that. Okay. Because listen, listen to my woes. Um, the music is gorgeous. There is something just beautiful and sad about the boss themselves and the way that they've been drawn. And it is they have this kind of quiet dignity under decay, which is like the entire Souls-like aesthetic. Yeah. And it's 
it's really, really gorgeous. It's this giant moose made out of stars or something like that. It's like cool. really pretty. Um, and the, so my experience of it though was, and people talk about it as their favorite boss because it's it's just so pretty, it's so cool, and they love the music. My experience of it was, music starts to swell. I see something in the distance. I fire up Comet Azure, and the music ends. Wow. And I was like, the second, the second it went clink. And the, and the little sound of the boss dying and their health bar going away. I was like, no, I, I don't know what that boss was. I don't want to be that good. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And I can't do it again. Not till you know, new game plus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, there's there's a couple like that. Do you think you're going to new game plus? I do. I do. There's our bud. What? Rosebud Thorn. Rosebud Thorn. Our bud is what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to, to new game plus. Yeah. You feel like you've done um, everything? No, I'm going to do a little bit it's gonna more. It's going to be like a new game for you now, all patched up. Yeah, and I want to do... I think I figured out what my build is going to be. I want just enough magic to be able to throw uh, some glintstone shards so that I can take care of those long-distance enemies that are just sniping at me. And get, like, the, the arrow thing. Yeah. That helps. That goes further. I never worked with bow and arrow. Maybe I should do that. No, 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 no. I mean, like, the magic arrow, whatever it's called. Um, oh, the magic arrow, yeah. Cassie and Nandor's, whatever it's called. I like my glintstone shard. That's, that's It doesn't boy. go very far, though. Yeah, it's fine. That's all, right. a, that's all I want. All right. Uh, you're right, the arrow goes really far. And does a lot more damage than glintstone shard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I don't want, right? Is I just want to take care of the annoying enemies. I don't want to be able to, like, waste through. I just want right, the enemies where, like, them. I can't... Yeah, I don't want to cheese. Yeah, I want yeah. to find a way, and I think I want to go strength... And maybe do even some more faith and incantations and stuff like that, or whatever they're called. That's how we faith. beat the game. Yeah, that's how we got through Radagon and Elden Beast. Was switch was over to faith. Seventy-five on on faith. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, I'll do a strength faith build um, with just something that I can just knock the the distant enemies away that annoy me while I'm in the middle of a fight. The guys yeah. who stand on the edge and just shoot me with an arrow. Yeah. Like that's the guy I want to take out. But I I really I played the majority of the game at a distance with mm -hmm. magic and I was not able to beat Melania that way. I was not able to beat Elden Beast that way. It's yeah. like I had to learn to get close. With those level and tiers. Yeah. It really helped to learn to get close. Um, yeah. It, it changed it for me. And then I went back and played uh, uh, Bloodborne afterwards. Oh yeah. And that's a game where you can't stay away. You have to get close. Uh, it's, there is no magic. I mean, especially since the game has been patched and you can't come at a zoo or just sit back and do, I mean, you can't sit back and do some magic, but the, the bosses we're talking about there being like fulfilling bosses where you put in 30 plus minutes to an hour or whatever, just going back and fighting them, fighting, learning their moves. When you beat a boss in that fulfilling way where you don't cheese them, it does feel like you could go and beat them again the next time. Yes. Like you're like, oh, I've learned it. Or, or you know, beat them 50-50 or whatever. Where you can beat them as many times as, as you need to or whatever in the sense that like, you know their moves, you know how to block them. You might need to get a little lucky here and there with some some dodges here and there or whatever, some hits at certain times or your mimic doing the right thing or whatever. But it does seem like you've, you've learned everything that they can do, even though the first 10, 15 minutes are just overwhelming. It seems like they're just doing different stuff every single time you fight, you face them. So I, all that to say, doing just like an unga bunga build makes sense, even though it's terrifying to me now to be like, you'll just run at them with a sword. Yeah. But like, if you know how to, to dodge at the right time, you know, where you're, uh, what are they called? Um, invisibility frames. Yeah, we know where their iframes are. Then you can do it with a glintstone shard, or you can do it with a, a spear. Rewatch your your fight with Mog, because that was the time where I saw you most 
just you knew you got it quickly. You you yeah. watched him, you understood it. I liked Mon- and you started yeah, yeah. To, to fall into the rhythm. Right. And so you came up. That felt good. And just watching your your dodges there were really, really solid. Um they're really nice. There were a few times where you dodged like three hits in a row. Those are sweet. Yeah, I got I was gonna say lucky there, but a mix of you luck and, and experience. It's both. Yeah. You, you, you fell into a rhythm. It doesn't yeah. feel like yeah. experience when you're doing it. Definitely it definitely feels like rhythm. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels natural. But it's 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 just learning that dance. Yeah. The supposedly toxic Soulsborne community, which I really don't think is all that toxic. Oh really? But from the outside, what I knew about it was like if you're bad at something, you ask it how to do it, the response is get good. Get good. And it's like, screw you, dude. Especially because it's like, hey, I need help with Melania. Can you guys help right. me, please? It's really hard. What do I do here? Get good. Okay, thanks. Get good. Thanks. And yet, and, and maybe it is all out of cruelty, but there's there's a lot of truth to that, which is it, your build doesn't matter. Your levels don't matter. All of those things don't matter. It's at some point, you just got to learn the boss's attack patterns and figure those out. And there's there's no way to cheese Melania. There's no way to cheese uh, Elden Beast, it, you know, in the end. It's, you can make it a little easier, but you're going to have to learn their attack patterns. You're not going to get through them with one attack. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, and then the, the humbling stuff is then to watch people beat Elden Beast uh, with a level one character. Dude, yeah, I've seen some of those. This is insane. And yeah. 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 And you see the uh, Melania ones where, what's his name? Um, the guy that fights Melania for you? Oh, uh, let me solo her. Oh, let me solo her. Stuff like that. He's not high level, but he's just good enough with what he has. Rivers of Blood or whatever katanas yep. that he has. It's just like he just knows when to block. If you know when to block or know when to roll or dodge or di- dip, dive, duck, dip and dodge, then you can last an hour with one boss. Yep. Go. Uh, another thing you haven't done is I don't think you've ever done any parrying. Never. Yeah. Go. Go learn how to parry. I have 50 That's another shields. fun thing I to don't... do. <laughs> I, I didn't do it until uh, after I'd beaten Elden Beast. And then I went back to start to learn to parry. Because I played Bloodborne. In Bloodborne, you have to parry. Oh, okay. Like, it it forces you to do it. And it's a cool parry in that you don't have a shield, you have a gun. So in your right hand, oh, you've wow. got a sword, and in your left hand, you've got a gun. And if you shoot the other person during their attack at the right point, they fall back, and then you can get them with your sword. Gotcha. But it's the exact same thing, right? It's, it's literally the exact same Rather buttons. than dodge, or rather uh, than da- just, um, rolling out of the way? Uh, rather than shield. Oh, okay. Right? And so figuring out the shield parry. And so uh, what you want to do is get a, uh, a small shield like a buckler uh because the animations are different based on how heavy it is got it uh and make sure that it's got the uh skill equipped of parry oh okay. and then the place to practice it is the uh soldiers uh right in um right where you start those soldiers on your way up to storm yeah the, like north just, algae and lake or whatever that's called yeah uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you just go up to them one by one that's and cool. let them attack you until you get it down that's cool. and it'll only take you about five minutes yeah, and suddenly you'll be timing. like, "What? I can do this." Uh, unfortunately, cool. most of the bosses you can't parry, or most of the really difficult bosses. Yeah, you can't I parry. bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melania, you can, uh, but you have to parry her three times in a row to break her poise. So, in other words, she doesn't hurt you when you parry, but you also don't actually knock her down. Right. But the third time you parry her, you knock her to the ground and get an attack that takes like a third of her life. Dude. That's what feels good about parrying is when you, you parry and then attack right after. So you knock their sword away and then there's a giant opening where they've got nothing in front of them. And then you stab them in the gut with your sword. And when you do that, it does like a little bit of damage. And when you pull it out, it takes a third of their life. That's or something awesome. Like that. And it just feels so good. So, yeah, check that out. I think you'll like it. We'll do. We'll do. Man, yeah, even now, I mean, 100 hours in, there's still more things where I'm constantly being like, oh, yeah, there's a whole quest line over there that I didn't do, or the whole underground city that is so free a river that I haven't finished. And Yeah. You've never been to Deep, deep Root Depths. That sounds familiar. What is that? Uh, it's under the capital. 
Um, you actually can get. Can we there. just do that? No, uh, it's like it's like Nuxtella, uh, like that city, but under the capital. How? I know. How do you I get know. there? Because I thought we did that. Um, we, you don't go through the sewer hole. T- there's two ways. One of them is through See, the sewer thing, depth. and I think there, there's uh, like a, a hidden wall or something you can sneak through there. The other is in Noxtella, you can ride a coffin over, which is, of course, the way to do it. you got to ride a coffin. I'm looking at pictures right now. That does not look familiar. It looks like a horror movie. Yeah, giant ants, just big old ants, those, those hallowed tree ants. I went to hallowed tree earlier today and just started wasting the bubble dudes and the giant ants. It was great. God, it feels good. Man. Um, okay, so so other things about this. Uh, we had a great conversation earlier where you talked about, like, I feel like I never would have solved this this part without a guide. My, my reaction was, like, yes, I agree with you, but also except for the word guide. Because with Elden, uh, with Elden Ring, it's, it's not a guide that, like, IGN has written or something like that. The guide is just what your friends have written down. And so one of my, what other people in the community have yeah. said. Yeah. And so it's, it's like that feeling of being on the playground and talking to a friend who figured out uh, how to get extra lives in Contra, right? And it's all rumor mill stuff. Yes. And so in the first few weeks, it was a lot of that. I remember uh, Kenneth Haight's quest was unfinished uh, and had to get updated. Um, they, there was like a missing trigger or something to finish his quest. And so at the time when I did uh, Kenneth Haight's quest. What's Kenneth Haight's? Um, he is, he is a guy, uh, who is in Elden Ring. This is a character. Yeah. 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 You might've, you might've met him. You might not have, um, he sits on top of a rune and, and call, calls to you and you go and, uh, help get what? his castle back for him. Yeah. I never heard of this great. guy. He's great. So, so I go and I help him get his castle back and I defeat a big monster and, uh, I meet him back in his castle and he's like, Hey, thanks for your help. Wow. I will, uh, I will call on you again when I take my rightful throne. Or something like that. And I'm like, okay, what's that mean? And then I start Googling. I'm like, where, where do I go to continue this quest? And this is like two weeks after the game had came out. A bunch of people saying like, so A, this is either a broken quest. Uh, B, it doesn't have an ending. And this is, is the ending. Or C, it has an ending and no one's found it yet. And that was such a thrilling thing to find. To be like, this, there might be more here. And no one has found it. That's so cool. It turned out to be a bro- uh, broken quest, and they fixed it. Oh, yeah. You know, you're able to do it after that. Uh, of course, by the time they'd done that, I'd progressed too far, and I could no longer do this quest. Oh, so I can't do it either. Um, no, not to the game Unless you did the other part. Unless you did the other part early on, which is uh, Gideon Offnir's daughter. I don't remember her name. Gideon off his daughter. Yeah, Gideon Offnir has an, an adopted daughter. He's a jerk to her, which seems inappropriate. Uh, you were dressed as her, uh, Nefeli Lou. So if you do her quest and Kenneth Hates quest, the first half of each, then you can do the second half of them together. And so I hadn't done Nefeli's quest until too far, and so she is, like, dead or something like that by the point in the game that I got to. Gotcha. Man. But yeah, I That is the hard thing about this game, because it's so complex, and there's so many storylines that interweave with each other, that if you go past one point, I, I, there's once or twice in the game where it says, like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Some things will be lost, which is helpful. But not super helpful because I'm like, I don't know what things will be lost. So I, w- I wish, I guess this is probably the number one game where I wish I'd played it along with like one of those old game pro guides or whatever. At least to just like guide me with like, hey, don't forget to go check out this castle yeah. and look around this corner or whatever. Like there's so many things that I, I would not have been able to find without a guide or without someone. And that's absolutely, me. absolutely what I'm doing for New Game Plus. Right. I'm going to do all of the quests. That's the real reason I want to do New Game yeah. Plus is to find each of Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But for the first time through, I'm actually okay with missing out on, on them. Uh, yeah. I want to go back. I guess it's a and new so game plus is, for a reason. When I got this game, I did what people advised me to do, and I got a notebook out. And I just took notes. Nice. Because there are no quest markers. There is no list of quests. And it was really cool because I would sit down each gaming session and be like, there's too much game here. I don't know what to do. I'd pull up my old notebook and I would have a list of five things that I had said, oh, let's go do this later. Yeah. You know, it looks like there's something here, but I'm doing something else, so I'll come back to it. So the next time one of these games comes out, either an Elden Ring 2, a Dark Souls 5, whatever it is, would you do that? Would you be interested in doing the notebook style or will you wait and will it be more of like the, I, I want to wait till there's a guide and, and just do everything, you know, and make sure I've done it the right way, if that makes sense. No, I mean, I love the idea of, like, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption, and Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2, so just still Rockstar games, I guess. Um, and uh, what was the Legion game that came out last year? Like, there's been games Watch that, I, when you play Watch Dogs Legion, I played all those within the first week of their release, and they're super frustrating. Like, as frustrating as it is playing them three months later in the sense that you're like, stuff's been patched and you're like oh, i wish i'd played it sooner or whatever i would have been able to do this cheese because this is really hard or whatever like it's probably more frustrating to play those AAA games in the first week or two before a patch because there's just broken stuff yep it's like you, just, you can't do that quest because it doesn't work yep but there's so much more stuff that you can do in those first weeks and it feels like you're a part of a community discovering things together which is yeah. always fun and it can be hard because you're like how do i do this and the internet internet just doesn't know because the people that know haven't taken the time to write a guide for that or posted yeah. a youtube video about that or whatever or post about it on reddit but it's fun to play those games that are that new because it just feels like you're more a part of it i guess than yeah. i am now playing it five months after it came out when i'm like i just kind of like along for the ride yeah but it's pros and cons to both yeah well cool i i, I look forward to that you know a few years away but it'll be fun to um to do the notebook thing and then to be talking to yeah. each other about it to say like, Hey, have you discovered this yet? What do you yeah, find? Yeah. Here? yeah. What, so mm -hmm. from software, what is their, what are their games and where does this fit within it as far as like the lore? So it's, um, I believe it is self-contained. So okay. it's not within the lore of any of the others, okay. but there are thematic connections between them. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, there's a character in this game called patches and he's in pretty much all the games. Gotcha. Uh, but in blood, in bloodborne, he's a spider. He's like a giant spider that, that tricks you. Uh, in all of them, he, at some point in the game, betrays you. Okay. Uh, like, he's your friend, he sells you stuff, and also he'll screw you over for a dime. So his his big character moment in Elden Ring, from what I recall, is you can summon him against Radon. He shows up, just looks at Radon, and goes, nope, and leaves. That's <laughs> He doesn't fight Radon for you. That's amazing. Uh, which is fantastic. I love that you, know, wow. you summon, like, six different people, and one of them just won't fight. Yeah. So they're, From Software goes back to, I believe, the early 90s. And there are a bunch of 90s games like uh, Kingsfield and uh, Armored Core, which is like a mech game mm -hmm. um, that they have from that time in the early 2000s as well. Then in, uh, we can check the dates eight later, but I'm going to say like 2008-ish, uh, something like that is Demon Souls. And that's really where this, what FromSoft is considered now, takes off. And this is uh, where Miyazaki is so closely associated with FromSoft as a game yeah. developer, not yeah, as a yeah. series. So they've got Demon Souls, which is like all the bones of the Souls-like games, but fairly janky and somewhat unfinished. Then we've got Dark Souls, uh, one, two, and three, and Dark Souls. That's right. We've got uh, Blood Bloodborne that came out, I believe, between Dark Souls two and three, kind of in the middle there. So Dark Souls and Demon Souls both are kind of the medieval fantasy type world, similar to Elden Ring, 
but again, much, much smaller worlds. Bloodborne is 19th century uh, gothic and Cthulhu-type monsters. Yeah. It's a really cool aesthetic. Then there is Sekiro, which was the game that came out most recently other than Elden Ring, which is a feudal Japan samurai-type game with monsters. And then Elden Ring, medieval fantasy. So what will the next one be? There's some rumors that they're going to do an Armored Core that will be more of a Souls-like, because Armored Core is a game that they, they haven't done anything in that series in over a decade. What's Armored Core? That's the, the mech series they had from like the 90s and early 2000s. And so a lot of people are like, it would be so cool to have a, a Souls-like mech game. Like, oh, yeah. what would that be like? Whoa. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I believe there will be an Elden Ring 2. I don't think you can avoid that at this point. But the question is, what do you do with an Elden Ring 2? Is it even within the same universe? There's so much world building here. But also, whether it's 200 years before or 5,000 years after, like, does it matter? That's true. Like, you don't necessarily need... It could be in the same world, which with, like, like barely overlapping lore. Yeah, and, and you... The giant map you have is not the entire globe. Right. Like your character, who is tarnished, and tarnished in this game means banished, right? They have been banished from the lands between. And so you start by coming to the lands between. Where did you come from? Yeah. Right? We can have a game set there. Well, I, th- I always thought that was just a joke about Middle Earth. <laughs> yes. Because it's literally the land between the middle between, of yeah. Earth. It's just synonyms Earth. Yeah. for Middle Earth. It's very true. It's very true. But yeah. I don't, know, I, I don't know what Middle Earth means either, so it doesn't answer anything. Yeah. No, Middle Earth, I always thought meant like um, different ages, right? So it's not the, the, the beginning and it's not the end. We're in the, the modern era now. It's almost like Middle Ages. Gotcha. Uh, but, but Middle Earth is like this completely other world that would be millennia before ours and you know fictionalized and fantasy but also it has to have its own history we don't want to start right at the beginning it's so it's middle because there are they remember things with time a long time earlier also gotcha man all right anything else on Elden ring we want to make sure we touch on before we leave all right biggest uh do you have a biggest gripe about the game is there anything you didn't like because this has actually been surprisingly positive compared to our i think our usual stuff where we're more quickly able to have a negative oh true oh shit is this the greatest game ever? That's fine. Isn't it? <laughs> and yet, most of the times when I talk to you, I, I was surprised, honestly, when you said, like, wow, I love this game. The other day out of the blue. Because most of the time when we're talking about it, it's us being like, oh, this part is so, so hard. hard. Oh, this sucks. But then you get good. Then you get good. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, what would Corey hate about this game? What's the number one thing where if you're like, hey, Corey, play this for 10 minutes? Oh, camera. Okay, besides the camera. Okay. I mean, more just like in the in the gameplay. I guess that's part of the gameplay, but uh, I think she'd the, be would, same thing as me. She'd be like, "What do I do now? Where do I go?" Yeah, I would. I would have said the punishing thing about like losing all your uh, your runes. That sucks. But she loved Hollow Knight, so I I don't see that as being an issue for her. I think she would take issue with you saying she loved Hollow Knight. She liked Hollow Knight a lot. Or she the issue with Hollow Knight for her <laughs> she was She played not, it 40 hours or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she didn't... Yeah, it, it wasn't a general makeup. She had a yeah, lot of fun with it's it. That's true, that's true. Um, we didn't talk about the comparison between Hollow Knight and this. We can probably do that quickly, which is Hollow Knight is way harder and this is way better. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's underline that like four times. Hollow Knight is way harder. Yes. Way harder. Way harder. Yeah, and, and the better here, I think a lot of that has to do with this is just a much larger team, right? Yeah. Hollow Knight is a very small team. So that's that's not both amazing games. They couldn't do this. Yes, there's no way. That's the thing I kept wondering is because obviously there's repeating elements in the sense that like this is you're not hand designing every fallen tree, every blade of grass, every boulder. But more so than any game I've ever seen, this one feels like it. 
like a Red Dead level, yes. just like everything is like it really feels like bespoke grass. Where <laughs> it's just like I I'm, I know this hill looks like the one over there, but it's definitely different. How many people made all of these hills and rocks and boulders and bad guys and hit mountains and sky and it's just like it seems so real. Not in the sense that it's like photorealistic. It looks beautiful, right? But it just seems real in the diversity of landscapes. Yes, and in the way that it pushes back at you, it feels like a real world. Yeah, like it feels like it exists. Yeah. Um. So I, I think one thing that jumps out to me is actually the way that they reuse assets, right? So movesets sure. yeah. and actual models and maps. So we just did a, um, a hero's grave together. Oh, right? yeah. All the hero's graves are pretty much the same layout. They do change somewhat, but they're... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and half it, of them are the same, and then half of them are like nods to each other kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And when they change them, it's always an interesting moment. Yes. That is wild to me. That, that they could reuse so much. Yeah. And instead of us being like, oh, wow, that's lazy. It's like, none of it is lazy. It is, you can't design something this big without reusing it. And yeah. also, we're going to reuse stuff in interesting ways. Every time we reuse it, we're going to twist it just a little bit and not randomly. We're going to do it with intention so that you discover something interesting about it. Uh, so that you are expecting one thing because you got used to this level. You turn around a corner and it's something else. I just think about like all the... All the diversity of NPCs in this game, all the bad guys, all the good guys, all the dragons and creatures, all the different castles, all of the Erd trees, all of the different things you can have in your inventory, all the weapons, all the ways that weapons work with each other, they work with whatever talents you have, the things you can put in your physic, like all of those things have to be created, developed, programmed in, and have to all work with each other. Yeah, balanced. And balanced, and, and obviously the patches are part of the balancing, but balanced in a way that if by this game the day it came out and it was a fun game, it wasn't broken. And also an amazing story, or at least an intricate lore, an intricate, well-written story, and a map that makes you not frustrated to be like, oh, crap, I have to get all the way over there? Okay, like, the Sites of Grace are appropriately spaced out. Like, the game is just so freaking well thought out. It, it seems to be made by someone who's made a thousand games before. And it kind of is in the sense they've made a lot of big games before. But like the team had to have been just enormous to have this many things go right. And I guess go right isn't like a lucky thing. I'm sure some of it is in the sense that like the zeitgeist was right for it, right? It's been five years right. since Game of Thrones and we're ready for it again type of thing. But yeah, this game was I think that was the most impressive thing. You asked what, what, I, what gripe I had about this game. And I'm answering the opposite, which was like the game every time I picked it up was a different game. Yeah. It's just crazy how enormous and diverse this game was. I think that's one of the reasons I'm hesitant to have a gripe, right, is. Yeah. I'm worried that all the gripes I have are actually in tension with that. Where if I said, I wish the game would hold your hand a little bit more. It's like, no, I don't. I know. Well, the beginning I did. Well, the hardest part. But I love that feeling of loss. Right. Elden Beast would not have felt that good to beat if it wasn't so hard. Ah, ah. Elden Beast, that's my gripe. Elden Beast should have had lower HP and a smaller arena. Smaller hitbox. Right? And not not, <laughs> not, uh, not like a lot lower HP, but just it took so, so long, long and it felt like I was just sprinting across the entire arena for most of that fight. It and you didn't had to do it like twice because I made you beat him with yeah. me too. And you had to beat him by yourself. Who'd you, did you have a, yeah. your mimic with you the first time? Um, I think I did uh, Black Knight Tish, yeah. if I remember correctly. Tish is um, who I had 
But or, or Ludl, 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 headless Ludl. I never played with Ludl. I should do I that. I love Ludl. Just That's the other thing. There's so many builds. We're talking about the density of the game Dude. and the map, but what about the density of your character? And yeah. that you can play it in completely different ways. And well, there's probably like, what, 40 summons that I have, which means there's probably yeah. 20 more I've never even had. Yep. And apparently this is called like a great summons or like a next level summons that I don't have any of. So there's like a whole wow. level of summons that I don't even know about or have. And I've only used like seven or eight of them. Yep. <laughs> like there's so many I've never even touched before. And summons are people that you can call into boss fights to help you fight. I've just never even used a bunch of them. You've got someone uh, who upgrades your summons, right? Her name is Rodrika. Yeah. And she's standing next to the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. She loves she, flowers. She's al- and she's always standing next to the fireplace, right? Mm-hmm. She's not standing in front of the fireplace for me. Oh, no. She's well, next to Hugh. No, she was. She was in front of the fireplace. Then she went next to Hugh. And then after and I then burned down back. the Elden Duke, she went back to the fireplace. Got it. For me, she's still in front of Hugh. I don't know why. Did you, you exhaust did that, their that talkings? Back. Well, I moved. Maybe not. And I love them. I thought I did. I thought I, I had talked to them all. Because she went there because she's like, it's time for me to go. I'm trying to, can you convince Hugh to go with me? Right. I remember doing that. And I couldn't. And I think the next time we went in after that, she had gone back to the round table room. Wow. I'm sure there's, you can find a very detailed, you know, reason why this happened. But, but just little things like that. Like, why is she not there? We both beat the game. It, We're both in the same place in the game. But our, the, the four characters left or whatever are in different places. Yeah. Weird. And, and that's part of what makes it feel like a a more real game of there's something I should have done. There's something I could have done. Right. I could have interacted differently. And yet it just feels like she has her own agency and, and in your game, you decided to stand over there and my game decided to stand over That's here. Cool. I love it. Like who knows? Oh, this game is good. It's a great this game. game. Good. We finally got good. We got good. Um, thanks y'all. Thanks for joining us on this side quest. I don't have the list of things. Uh, should I go pull it up then? No, check us out. Um, our website, we don't really update anymore. No one went there. And so our Twitter is probably the place where we're most active, right? So momfpod at gmail.com. We check our email as well. Um, but what's our, our Twitter? Is that momfpod? I hope so. I'm pulling it up now. If you search Men of Low Moral Fiber anywhere, you'll find where to find us. So find us, tweet at us. If you're playing this game, send us your uh, your screenshots, your videos. We'd love to see them. Momfpod on Twitter? Yep. Momfpod at gmail. Those are our email and Twitter. That's really all we need to say. So That's it. That's it. Um, all right. Yeah, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Uh, can't wait to play whatever comes next from FromSoft. From FromSoft. All right. Peace. Peace.